podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Campbell's freaking state is dancing. A new season has begun. Tang has his first year caps in position for a run. So grab a bracket, grab a brew, or beverage of your choice. John C. Park's gladness when he hears Bosco's voice. Oh, don't you know we're on a podcast with Bosco's voice? Because I love you, Bonehead's baby. We're on a podcast with Bosco's voice. Because I love you, Bonehead's baby. Thank you. Thank you very much. Boom, the boys are back, and uh, folks, we are dancing. We are dancing, and shout out to Ema Elvis for that very fun uh, intro for K-State's return to the NCAA tournament. I know I loved it. I know Chauncey loved it. Uh, Shout out to Ema Elvis. Uh, Folks, uh, here we are. K-State's a three seed. We're going to talk all about it. We'll talk a little bit about the disappointment with the loss of TCU, um, and, and folks, I, I, I'm just, I'm super excited. I, I was getting nervous. I was, I had butterflies during the selection Sunday show, and, and it just feels so good to be back. Um, I hope we never have another three year absence from the NCAA tournament, and I, I think that this is going to be a Fun run, hopefully a fun run uh, for the program, for K-State, after that long absence from the NCAA tournament. Technically, I guess only missing two uh, because good old COVID um, back in the uh, you know 2020 season. Um, but yeah, it, we, we weren't going to go dancing anyways unless we uh, won the Big 12 tournament. But I'm pumped. Uh, you guys should be too. And I tell you what, if you need something to be sipping on on St. Patrick's Day for all these NCAA tournament games on Thursday and Friday, nothing beats, and hell, it's a long, it is a night game. It is a super late game on Friday. You probably need a few four-packs from Manhattan Brewing Company. Folks, not only are they the best craft beer in the state of Kansas, they also got one of the coolest tap rooms in the state as well. Head over to Manhattan, get it straight from the source. If you're not going to do that, go to your local liquor store, get a couple four-packs. If they don't have it, politely throw a temper tantrum like you're a two-year-old and tell them that you want it in their establishment. Check out Manhattan Brewing Company today. The official beer of Bosco's boys, uh, since K-State isn't going to, well, they, they might in the future. K-State, sign a deal with Manhattan Brewing Company. We want an official K-State beer, and Manhattan Brewing Company should be the spot to do it. Oh, man. I mean, what can I say? Let, let's start with the Big 12 tournament. Um, very disappointing game versus TCU. Um 
they shot the lights out. I, I, I think, uh, I, I don't know if it was an effort thing or what, but it, but it seemed like after we got out to that 11-2 start, I, I think the team kind of mailed it in, to be quite honest. I, I felt like they kind of mailed it in. Um, it didn't go well for us. It was one of the worst games that we've seen all year. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't cost K-State a three-seed. Now, ultimately, losing that game in the fashion that we did might be the reason why Gonzaga is in Denver uh, instead of us. Um, it, it it probably is the reason why the location uh, is not what we would have wanted. Um, it sucks. It is what it is. K-State going to Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, it's not the end of the world, no. There's not going to be a ton of K-State fans, no. Definitely not. Um but but I don't I don't think that matters. I I, I think that there was some discourse, um, you know, on social media. Some folks uh, because it's something I dove into. It's something that I was following. It's something that I was tracking and trying to project out where K State would be. And I think some folks got annoyed with that. I know I wasn't the only one. I know there was a lot of K State fans who were trying to track where those opening two round games were going to be. Some folks got annoyed, but here's the thing. This team had a ton of excitement around them, and there was only one site in which uh, the pre-sale through the Ahern Fund and K-State Athletics uh, that they had to actually use priority points. That was Des Moines and Denver. I think if K-State would have been able to land in one of those spots, uh, there would have been a ton of K-State fans there. Now, how much does that matter I mean, it matters a ton to the fans. Matters a ton to the fans. I mean, there's thousands upon thousands of fans who are wanting to go to these games if they're in one of those two locations. Uh, it's not. It, it's not the end of the world. Uh, how much does that affect the team? I mean, I, I I don't think it matters a ton. I don't think it's going to be the difference between winning and losing uh, because we saw what happened uh, when you had like 9,000 fans in the T-Mobile Center um, and you lay an egg versus TCU. So I don't think it's going to be the difference between winning and losing. Uh, but you do have the longest trek. Shout out to Cole Manbeck. Uh, it is the longest distance that any team uh, in the top 16 are going to have to travel for an opening round game. Both K-State and Gonzaga are going to have to go over 1,000 miles. Uh, potentially having Kentucky right down the road uh, for a round of 32 game. I get all of that. It is what it is. I mean, you can't really complain. We had a chance... We didn't get the wins. But I, I don't think that is something that K-State fans should be hung up on. It's not something that I'm hung up on. Uh, I mentioned it because, hey, this was something that I tracked. This is something that I dove into. I think it was a fun exercise during this bracketology season. Um, I think because there were two very uh, you know, attractive locations for k-state fans i think a lot of k-state fans were getting their hopes up such that this didn't happen but i don't think it's going to be the difference between winning and losing and when you start looking at winning and losing when you start looking at this bracket i i don't think i'm alone i think k-state is in uh probably one of the weaker brackets i i i look at purdue and marquette as uh, not frauds by any means, both good teams, but they're not, you know, I, I think, I think if you're letting me choose, I think I would choose both of those as the one seed I would want to be in the same region as, and the two seed. I think this is setting up 
for K-State to have the potential to get to Madison Square Garden in New York City in this East region and make it to the second weekend. And I, I don't think that Marquette is a team or anyone in the bottom of this bracket is a team that K-State should feel like, oh, we can't beat, oh, this is going to be tough. And truthfully, I think that Duke, <laughs> I think Duke as the five seed is probably going to be the favorite to make it to the regional final from the top side of the bracket. Again, Duke is hot. I'm not I'm not sitting here. I don't want to play Duke. I want no part of Duke. I think they are a very hot team right now. But when when you're looking at a bracket and if you're trying to come up with the scenario, craft out the uh the path to making it to the final four, you can't help but look at this and say, look, this is advantageous. I think K-State is setting up that if they play an A game, I think, I truly believe, if K-State plays their A game, there is no one on the bottom side of the bracket that can keep us from playing in the Elite Eight. I truly believe A game versus A game K-State beats Marquette, K-State beats Kentucky, K-State beats Providence, K-State beats Michigan State. It doesn't matter who K-State plays in the first three rounds if K-State plays their game. K-State will 100% have two of the three best players on the floor no matter who we play in the first three rounds. No matter who. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know a ton about Montana State because I don't. Montana State is a team that got absolutely dog walked by Oregon. Uh, and, and I don't even know. They, they only played two uh, quad one games all year. Was it Arizona? I don't I don't. I truthfully I don't I don't remember I don't remember who else it was but they they got dog walked the two times they played quad one games This is not a game we should have a lot of stress We're like nine and a half point favorites and and I'll talk a little bit about what the bookmakers think about K-State and our chances to make it to the final four here in a minute but this is not a game that should be a high-stress game. This should be, and, and I know myself. I know myself. I'll be stressed out. I probably won't truly, and this is why I hate having these late games in the NCAA tournament. I'm not going to get to, I'm not going to have the luxury of enjoying the first round of the NCAA tournament because I'm going to be nervous and, and I'm going to be anxious for our game. That's why I hate Beyond just being a an early to bed type of guy, that's why I hate having this game uh, so late. I'm going to be worked up all day on Thursday and the entire day on Friday just waiting for the K State game. Uh, but Montana State, they can get to the free throw uh, line, and when they get there, they're going to hit their free throws. They're good at moving the ball around. Their point guard is a good distributor. But this is not a team that's going to bomb it from three. And this is not a team we should have any problems with. I, I, I know that there's a little bit of PTSD from how, uh, you know, 
how how things have gone in the first round um, as a high seed. I understand that. I get that. Uh, but that's not going to be. That's I, I'm not personally worried about that one bit. I think we are in a great situation uh, to have a relatively low stress game. Now, beyond that, I know there's a lot of talk already about uh, Kentucky possibly playing them for the third time in like the last eight, nine years in the NCAA tournament. Um, look, they, they have one player who can clean up on the boards. They have one player who can... They, they truly are a one-player team, and they're banged up. But I don't want K-State fans to fall into this trap of thinking, oh, man, Kentucky's unbeatable. Oh, this is the worst draw as the sixth seed, blah, 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 blah. They, they've lost to Vanderbilt twice this year. You know, Kentucky is not some world beater you know that year where they were a nine seed that went to the final four this is not that sort of kentucky team john calipari wants to get out of there their fans want to fire him despite having a lifetime contract this is not a low seeded kentucky team that is going to end up in the final four i can promise you guys that they might lose to providence you know i am not this is not some sort of Oh, woe is me. K-State got screwed having to play Kentucky as the six. No. I mean, I'd probably rather play Iowa State, but that, that's not going to happen the way the brackets work. But I sure as fuck would rather play Kentucky than TCU again, which, again, wouldn't happen. But, hey, it is. And I sure as hell would rather play Kentucky than I think the draw is working out great for K-State. And I, I, I like, if we weren't going to be in the Midwest, if we weren't going to be in the Midwest, um, I like that we're in the East. I think there's some poetry. I think there, there are just some stories that write themselves. If you're someone who kind of thinks about, you know, oh, are things written in the stars and all this type of stuff, the idea of Marquise Noel and all and Ish Masood, Tyke Green, Tomlin, all these guys getting back, Curtis Kelly as a GA, getting back and playing in Madison Square Garden um, in the regional semifinal and hopefully regional final. I, I think this all worked out just about as good as it could have for K-State. My instant reaction going through the entire thing, I was nervous. I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was nervous thinking we might have fallen to a four seed. I was nervous because there were some things. I wanted no part of playing Duke. I wanted no part of playing Creighton. And there were some double-digit seeds that were far scarier than Montana State. I think outside of a shock landing in Denver or the Midwest region, um, I I don't think that Selection Sunday could have gone any better for K-State. Truthfully. I think K-State is... Lined up, locked, and ready. And if this team can play to the caliber that we know they can, uh, this team could make a run. Now, th- there might be some folks who are saying, oh, it's Jerome Tang, first-time head coach in the NCAA tournament. There's going to be folks saying, oh, well, you know, how much experience do they really have in the NCAA tournament? You know, uh, Keontae Johnson 
at Florida, Desi Sills at Arkansas. I don't know if any of these, uh, the any of the other guys made it into the tournament. Uh, you know, as a one big lead conference champion type guy. Um, but but that's again not something that I'm overly worried about because here's the thing. I I don't think probably in the history of the NCAA tournament. I think experience in the NCAA tournament is something that is grossly overrated. I don't think there's ever been a game in the history of the NCAA tournament where, oh, this team won because, oh, they've been there before. I think that is one of those things that, especially in an NCAA, especially in the NCAA tournament, I could maybe buy that for a couple other things, but here's the thing. You play so many college basketball games. You play conference tournaments where you really are, hey, it is won or done. You play these uh, preseason tournaments. You're playing tournaments your entire life in the game of basketball. You've played high-stake games. I don't buy into some scare tactic by folks who are trying to detract from K-State and saying, oh, they don't have a bunch of guys who have been there before. You know, bah humbug to that. This team has proven on multiple occasions that when they are having a good night, when they're playing their A game, they can beat anyone in the country. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that if K-State lines up and they were to play an A-plus game every single night, that they have the ability to to be national champions. They have the ability to make it to the final for the first time since 1964. This team has that ability. They have that buy-in. I think that they want to play for each other and make a run for it. I truly believe it. And this is and this is whether you're playing Montana State, Kentucky, Providence, USC, Michigan State, uh, Marquette. It doesn't matter who you're playing. In, in this first weekend and really up until the regional final, it, it doesn't matter what the other team is doing. It, it does not. Nothing that they do matters. It comes down to can K-State hang on to the ball, really go for 13 or less turnovers, can they set up field goal makes by distributing the ball, get that assist rate up around 60%. These are the magic numbers. Under 15 turnovers. 60% assist rate on made field goals. Those are the big ones. And truthfully, if Naquan Tomlin and Keontae Johnson can just stay out of foul trouble, that goes a long way in all of it. Now, this team is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, this team is deep, all this type of stuff, because truthfully, we're not. Truthfully, we are not. Our top two can go up against any other top two in all of college basketball. When you talk about all these different lists of, oh, player of the year this, player of the year that, K-State is literally the only one who has two players who are playing at the level of Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. You just need the supporting players to come through. You, you need those two guys to be on their game. 100%. But if one of those guys outside of the game versus Montana State, I think you could afford one of those guys, you know, being put up, you know, on the back of a milk carton going missing. 
I think you can afford that versus Montana State. But you can't afford that any other game rest of the way. You can't. And, and if one of those guys goes anonymous, truthfully, you're playing great teams from he, from there on out. If one of those guys goes missing, you're done anyways. So it doesn't matter. But like I said, these two guys, if they have both have an average game, let alone if they have an above average game, there's no there's no one in the country that can match that one-two punch. Nobody. And if you can get Naquan Tomlin, the way he's been, you know, efficiently, uh, his offensive efficiency, when he's been able to stay on the floor, you know, the back end of the season, if he can play 25 to 28 minutes, 30 minutes a game, uh, which is asking a lot because, I mean, he's finding himself in foul trouble uh, quite often. But he becomes a massive matchup issue for anyone who's trying to defend us. You know, and when you look at the Ken Palm defensive numbers, K-State's the best defensive team in this entire region. There is no reason to sit back and just say, you know, make it to the round of 32 and I'll be happy. You know, win one game and I'll be happy. Like, Look, I'm not telling you what needs to happen for you to be happy with this tournament you know, performance, you know, I, I, I'm trying to get away from doing that. I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan, but there, there's no reason. There's no reason why these guys can't make a run. Now, don't fall into the trap uh, because I, I, I'm, I'm telling you this. If it is K-State, Kentucky in the second round, Kentucky is going to be the betting favorite. I'm telling you this right now. Don't fall into this trap of you know what Vegas is doing because if if Vegas was making the brackets, I mean K State would have been a six seed. If you look at how they're projecting out, you know the payouts for winning national champion, we are the sixth. I think the sixth best odds, sixth or seventh best odds, just in our own bracket. You know Vegas does not believe in the cats. You know, there, there's nobody on TV that are picking the cats now because everyone is is really falling in love with Marquette because of them getting hot in the Big East and oh, you know the, that run in the regular season and oh, winning the Big East tournament, all that stuff. I'll tell you this right now: I'm not scared of Marquette. You know, no one's gonna pick K State to go to the Final Four, and that's fine. I think that's the way we should go about this. Get back to the chip on the shoulder. Get back to the us against the world mentality. You know, I, I think there probably was a little bit of it during this season where, oh, you know, after that hot start, we became the media darlings. And I think there was a little bit of reading the newspaper clips. I, I, I think that probably happened with some of those guys. I hope they, you know, look on Twitter and see, you know, Barstool Sports putting out their championship odds and having K-State you know, be behind Iowa State, be behind TCU, be behind, you know, seeds one through six in our own region. You know, I hope they get a little bit angry. I hope they see people saying, oh, Kentucky, you know, they're going to line up and have a matchup with Marquette in New York City. I hope they're reading some of that. I hope they're listening to some of that. And I hope they come in there with this hunger and fire and really go to town on these guys. 
I think that is when they're at their best. I, I truly believe that this team kind of buys into that underdog mentality, and I hope they listen to all this type of stuff. Now, again, I, I, I think something stupid has to happen for us not to beat Montana State. I think something stupid would have to happen to lose to the Bobcats of Montana State. You know, this, is, it, this isn't like, you know, the, the years where we're the four seeds after winning the Big 12 tournament, uh, you know, with Bruce Weber. Both those times, both those times, the trendy super dog pick was LaSalle and was, uh, you know, UC Santa Barbara. You know, th- those were the trendy picks. No one's picking that. You know, yes, you have to go out there, execute the game plan, get it done with, yes. But K-State is going to win a game in the NCAA tournament, and more than likely they're going to face off with Kentucky, and they're going to be the underdogs. And I hope that Jerome Tang and that staff plasters it all over the locker room, saying we're going to be wearing the white jerseys, but they're they're the favorites. That That's who everyone thinks is going to win. And I hope they carry just a massive chip on their shoulder, and then when they win these games, they swagger all over everybody's faces. Folks, I'm absolutely pumped and I'm fired up. And I'll also say this. Uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Um, I, I'm going to kind of compose myself a little bit better. We'll have a show for you guys tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to try to bring on every, one of everyone's favorite guests. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can make it happen. Uh, but, but I'm going to say this. I, I think the Big 12 was absolutely disrespected um, by the selection committee. Um, and, and I think that, you know, everything that, that goes into a, a body of work, a resume, I think worked against big 12 teams. Now take care of business, get a couple other wins. I think K-State's playing in Denver. Yes. But when you line up K-State and Gonzaga's resumes next to each other, there's no reason why they should have been higher on the seed line, in my opinion. Uh, I think everyone got a nice laugh at KU having to go west instead of being in the Midwest Regional. It's Houston, in no world does Houston deserve to be a higher number one seed than KU. You look at Oklahoma State being left out, I think we all knew it was going to happen, but when you look at the resume... And some of the stuff that the selection committee president was saying, oh, Oklahoma State had all these games versus uh, all these quad games. They were penalized for playing in the toughest league and having some of these losses. If you look at quad one and quad two wins, Oklahoma State better than all sorts of teams that got in. I think Iowa State and TCU both got screwed on seeding. Now, I think they'd probably rather be six seeds than five seeds. I, I truly believe that the draw being a six seed, I, I, I think that being a six seed is better than being a five seed, um, especially if you're trying to make a run uh, to the Elite Eight. I, I think that uh, it might be a stupid thing to say, but you know, I said it. Uh, but I think both of them got underseeded, and quite frankly, Texas deserved a one seed over Purdue. I think it worked out for K-State's favor, being able to be in a situation uh, to be in the East bracket the way it laid out. Uh, but Texas deserved to be a, be a better seed. I think every single Big 12 team that is in the tournament was either underseeded or uh, 
a couple spots back on the S curve than they should have been. And I think Oklahoma State absolutely got screwed. Uh, so those are my thoughts. Um, you know, I don't know who I'm going to win. We'll have a we'll have the CBS Bosco's Boys bat bracket battle. Um, we'll have um, some prizes for the top three finishers. Uh, so look on Twitter, maybe in the episode of this episode or Tuesday's episode. Um, and if you participate in the past, you should get a notification as well. Uh, folks, I'm pumped. Uh, was this episode any good? I have no idea. Truthfully, I do not know. Uh, but that, that's that's what this show is. This, this show is all emotion, and I'll get someone way smarter in to talk about the actual basketball on the floor and strategy tomorrow. Ultimately, though, I think K-State has a good draw. I think it is setting up for us to make a run if we can play, you know, an A-plus, or not, not even A-plus. We're making it to the second weekend if we can just have above average, B-minus or better games uh, in the opening two rounds. I'm pumped. I can't wait. I'm already nervous. I don't have any idea how I'm going to make it. You know, I'm recording this 8-17 on the 12th. I have no idea how I'm going to make it to 8-40 on the 17th, even on a Friday. Folks, that's going to be a uh, espresso lunch. You know, I'm going to have to pull a couple shots of espresso, go to a coffee bar or something uh, to get me through that afternoon into the evening for that game. So for Chauncey Bosco, the best dog in the world, uh, for Emma Elvis, who brought us our brand new intro song for uh, hopefully a very long run in March, uh, for all the Wildcats of the world, uh, we love you guys. Get your dancing shoes and go Cats. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State. Our ride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors everywhere. Kansas State, our ride is with the cats. Podcast Network.